I found 1212 right after I miscarried our first baby and I got connected with them. And before 1212, I felt very alone. After I got connected with the podcast and the small groups, I had people to come alongside with me in this journey that I'm on. Impact stories like this one are only made possible by donors like you. To donate to 1212 Ministries, text the word 12 to 345-345. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast, where we are holding the microphone so you can hear God's calling and purpose for your life loud and clear. My name is Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you guys for hanging in there during our throwback episodes. So today is the day. We have a brand new show for you. So one, we are talking with Holly Perkowski. We've talked with Holly before. Um, She's done some really great work with the ministry or with our ministry, 1212. And um, actually, after this episode, this is when um, Holly and I, we decided to kind of link up and, and join forces and say, hey, let's do the podcast together. So Holly is going to be our new co-host. Um, and so after this episode, you guys are going to be hearing from her a little bit more. And she really is a joy and such a gift. And so here is my conversation with Holly Perkowski. It's Nicole here with Purpose Beyond Motherhood. I am so excited today because we're having a conversation with my homegirl, Holly Perkowski. Hey, Holly. Oh, hey, girl. (laughs) So on this episode, you guys, we are going to be talking about trauma and motherhood identity. And so really, I'm going to get out of the way and just allow Holly to kind of share. And I would love for you to share kind of your story, Holly, and just, you know, all the things. All the things. Yeah. Um, Okay. So... You guys, if you listen to the other podcast I did that wasn't, this one's super like extra legit. Um, (laughs) Our first one, we were, you know, just getting our bearings a bit, but um, I, we walked through five and a half years of infertility, um, IVF, a failed transfer, a miscarriage, and then a transfer that worked. And now we have a almost two and a half year old, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, And she's so cute, by the way. She is spunky, spunky, (laughs) spunky. Um, But my journey to get to her obviously was difficult. And then my delivery, so I was just talking with Nicole about this. My delivery was just not what I thought it was going to be. I think when you go through infertility, sometimes you think, okay, well, that was the hard part. Like the rest is going to be a breeze. Yeah. Not the case. Um, so my delivery, I ended up hemorrhaging, losing half of my blood, getting a blood transfusion, um, having to be rushed to the OR for the first two hours of her life. So she was with her dad by herself um, and I was in the operating room. So he had a newborn while they were cleaning up. It was just a disaster. Um, So just that, that really took a toll on my mind and my heart Mm -hmm. because I didn't expect that. Um, I think I thought, well, this part's going to be easier or not easier, but at least like not complicated. Yeah. And so when things took that turn, it really affected me. And I didn't realize how much it affected me stepping into my role as a mom. Um, so I feel like the enemy really had a field day with like, oh, you you never should have been like, this was hard for you because you shouldn't have been a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just those lies that he and so, like circles our brains with. And I'm like, there's yes, no validity yeah. to that. And mm-hmm. I know that. Um, but it just really got in my head and in my heart a little bit. Um, and I really struggled 
with that, like with anxiety. And I, I know I had postpartum anxiety and depression mm-hmm. just because my delivery was, it was like an episode of Grey's Anatomy, like 12 nurses and doctors <laughs> ran in the room. Like she, she came out, everything was fine with her, but then literally like 12 people appeared. There was a doctor. It's not funny, but there was a doctor like this. <gasps> oh like, no. Like standing there. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Then they were like, we're going to the OR. And we did. And they, they, they saved my life. They really did. Um, but it was just that, like starting my my pace of motherhood that way. Yeah, just really threw me. Like I was like, what? What? What's that? Like I thought this was gonna be like a dream, and like you hold your baby and you look nice and you're in a robe. Right. But no, 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 that wasn't it. And that's okay. Yeah. And it took me time to get to that place. Um, but it is okay. And the Lord's really shown me some things through it. Yes, Holly. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so tell us really quick. Then, what are some of those things that the Lord just kind of revealed and showed and showed you during that time? Yes. Um, so the first thing that I realized, it took me about I think she was about six months old when I had this revelation. Um, my OB wasn't able to deliver her because she had just had her own baby, and so she was home with him. Um, and so the doctor that had his hand over his mouth was the one that ended up. Um, helping me. And I had to have a DNC after she was born, which is something I had had with our first loss. So I was like, that's strange. But, um, if my doctor had been there, she told me that I probably would have woken up without my uterus, which was like, Oh, what? What? So it, I literally like wept when the Lord showed that to me. He was like, you thought I wasn't there, but Mm -hmm. I was like, even like talking about it now, it gets me. Um, cause he's like, you thought I wasn't there. I literally felt like he had stepped out of the room when all that was happening. And I know he hadn't, but it just felt that way. Um, when he revealed that to me of like, I've had you, like I had you in that moment. And I know you didn't think I did. And I know you felt alone. And I was literally like yelling, like praying for the Lord to make it stop. Um, the bleeding stop in the delivery room. And just to have that moment of like, I showed up, you just didn't realize it. And now I'm showing you how I showed up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so sweet of the Lord to do that. I didn't, I just felt really isolated from that for some reason. And the enemy really tried to like keep me in a, like a little cone of shame kind of, oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's what they use for dogs. That's what... <laughs> a cone of shame. That's what, what I knew what you, what you meant. That's what dogs wear after surgery. I wasn't going to go there, but now <laughs> that's, that's all I can picture is a dog in this cone. Okay. I'm sorry. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> but it was just really sweet of the Lord to show me that. And it did take me six months. And I honestly, I took Zoloft for about six months yeah. or maybe less, but I just really needed to clear my mind and realize that the Lord ha- was there. I wasn't mm-hmm. alone. The enemy really tried to say like, you were alone. You weren't supposed to be a mom. Like you had to pay money to have a baby. Like just all the things yeah. that he like plays in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, that was probably the major like overarching theme was that I felt like the Lord had stepped away. And when in reality he had aligned so many things so that I would be able to have, we have one more embryo. So be able to have another baby and all of that. I love it. Okay, but I have a question about the cone of shame. Holly. Sorry. sorry. (laughs) Okay, but so everything that the Lord revealed to you and showed you, how did that help you just realizing your purpose? Mm. You know, not necessarily beyond motherhood, because of course you're going to be a mom, but just that purpose of what God was doing in and through you. Um, I mean, I feel like it, trying to think of the best way to say that. I feel like through all of that, there's just been a thread of purpose that I tried to like 
bury. And, and mm. I don't know, I think yeah. there's just things where we as moms think we have to appear like we have everything together. Yeah. And I didn't. And I think um, he kind of used that to pull out like authenticity in me to then talk to other moms of like, no, this, I like wanted you to experience all of this. So you could like reach a hand out to another mom yeah. who's like, this is hard. And mm-hmm. like newborn phase is really hard. And I think just all of the, the phases of motherhood that I wasn't prepared for, I feel like since things were so hard in the beginning, the Lord was like, you can, like, you can do this. Yeah. Like I've equipped you to do this. Um, I don't feel like I just answered your question. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause you said almost like puzzle pieces. And so that's yes. my jam. That's my favorite puzzle thing pieces. because you said puzzle pieces, you know, that he had laid those out for you, yes. that you were reminded that one, he's good mm-hmm. Two, He has you, mm-hmm. you know, and he's laid everything out before you and that you didn't have to worry. No, I didn't have to worry. And but I think do. it's just, I think <laughs> even infertility also, you have like an illusion of control. Um, oh, so good. Which is kind of what I think you think you're going to have in motherhood. Yeah. And that's not, a, that's not a thing. Nope. You don't have control nope. in motherhood. <laughs> and it's okay to say that. Like I, yesterday went to the park with a friend and the park got crazy all of a sudden. And I was like, can we like, let's go. Cause yeah. I just can't, can't handle some of like more chaotic things as a mom. But I know that about myself to be like, yeah. nope. That's not like we, it's mm-hmm. okay to say like, this is too much and to step back. But um, just that illusion of control with infertility translated into motherhood where I put like all this pressure on myself as a mom yeah. of like, if she cried, what was I doing wrong? Or mm-hmm. like, if she had a rash, oh, I probably put, you know, just the enemy uses the silliest things He's to good. just yeah. tell us we're not qualified mm-hmm. and I'm over it. Yeah. I'm like, I, I am too. qualified. Me like too. I can do this. Do mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing? No. Does any mom really know? Probably not. If she says she does, well, maybe you should not hang out with her for a minute. But it's just, I don't know. Everything is really just a stepping stone of learning to submit and loosen my hands of things that I think I should be able to control that I cannot. Yes. Okay. So give us some really, some great tools that we can put in our toolbox that we can release that control. I think, I mean, just... Staying in the word on a daily basis, which I know is hard as a mom, and I really truthfully don't have that balance figured out in a great way um, myself, but having like the scripture ready to back the lie, which is something I've also stood on with those affirmations that we've talked about, um, just having those verses ready in your mind and in your heart of like, I know the enemy is circling me with this, but here's the verse that combats that, and here's why that's not going to fly today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just surrounding yourself with other moms, having authentic conversations with other mothers, I think is super important yeah. because I think the world and Instagram and social media, right? I can't, all the things I can't I with all the kids dressed in like all the matching <laughs> things, and I'm like, your kids screamed like five seconds before you <laughs> took that picture, and that's okay with me. That's real. Yeah. Um, but I think just not focusing on the highlight reel of other moms mm-hmm. and not buying into that comparison yeah. game. Cause the comparison game for moms is a special one that I hadn't ever experienced it is, until yeah. now. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to sign up for that. That does not appeal to me. Um, but identifying the lies, calling out the comparison, finding authentic friendships and really just being okay that you don't have control yes. is probably my best little tools for you. I love that. That's that's so good. So God's word for sure. But what does your quiet time look like with the Lord? So I'm I'm ADD, as you know, and you're very (laughs) gracious with me. Honestly, it it kind of fluctuates from like 
focusing on different scripture to I really like to use devotionals because they help my brain when I'm like having those ADD mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really old one that my mom gave me in college called Sparkling Gems. I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> it's like this thick, <laughs> but they're, it's really cool. They tie in a lot of like the Greek word meanings and how it relates to scripture. It's a little more old school. Um, and then I also still use Caroline Harry's in due time. That, mm-hmm. that Devo is like my go-to favorite one. I think I've ordered it like 15 times on yeah. Amazon and sent to people. Um, that, and then sometimes I literally just like play worship music and just like sit there and I'm like, what do you want to say to me? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you need me to be doing or not be doing? Or, um, it just kind of varies on the season. Yes. I think that's beautiful because I, I know I do this. I put a ton of pressure on myself to be like, okay, I've got to wake up at 6am when the house is quiet and pour my coffee and have that like perfect you know, social media shot of my Bible and, you know, and, and it's not like that. <laughs> and, 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 it, yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's it's not like that at all, no. you know? And so I love that you shared some really great practical things of just like, Hey, I am going to sit in God's word, or I'm going to use a devotional or even just turn on worship music yes. and just worship, yeah, you know, and listen. Just, like overcomplicate it. Like, I think sometimes I'll be like, I'm sorry, Lord, I didn't like sit down and get my pen out like I'm at school. Yeah. Or I think he loves that, but I think he also loves the variety. I don't feel like he's a stagnant, like, I don't know, super rigid God. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. it can, when you hear people talk about quiet times, I think we just assume that it has right. to be like the same every day yeah. or else. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not the way he is. Right. Um, But I think a lot of that too, like my infertility journey, my delivery, like all of that has shaped my quiet times have like morphed with motherhood mm-hmm. because you don't have the time and you have to be okay with not having it or structuring. And I feel like you're good at structuring your time. She's going to say no, but I think she is. <laughs> I was going to say no, but it's also something that I have to constantly work on yes. on a daily basis. Or if not, I'm all over the place, you know, cause you, I'm going to pick this out really quick. Cause I still to this day have anxiety. Yes. I do, you know, take medication for yes. it. And so if I don't have that moment to just organize mm. my day or just like Good. write things down, um, to get them out of my brain, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an extra mess. Like I'm already a mess, but I'm an extra I, mess. I feel like she always has things together. Like always. Oh my gosh. No, I do. A mess. Like peaceful, calm together, Nicole. And then I come in and I'm like running. And she's just calm and like, hey, this is going to be great. But yes, that I, the anxiety battle. And I think a lot of moms don't realize with their hormone levels and like what's happening. Yes, yeah. Anxiety is like, it's like prime ground for anxiety mm-hmm. to just grow. Um, but I think calling it out to another mom even and being like, I'm struggling with this. Like my, yes, my close yeah. friends knew and they were like, you're not okay. And I was mm-hmm. like, you're right. I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to be because mm-hmm. I... I think there's a lot of pressure too. I should have probably talked about this with my delivery, but for me to not have been as like joyful and like ready to roll as a newborn mom, that was another thing that the enemy was like, you like, you just wanted to like be pregnant so you could say you were, and you don't even like this. Like, just like the enemy, that's not real. Like I'm loving, I love this baby and I'm so grateful for her, but this is just hard. Mm -hmm. Um, so just being okay with like saying that you really need those friends that you can be like, I'm not okay. Yes. Community. I, know I fought hard for this, but I'm still not okay. Yeah. Doesn't exempt sure. you from anxiety. Yeah. So good. 
Holly, yeah. I love talking with you. I love talking with you. So okay, calm. so tell me really quick. So what, or not really me, if so, someone's watching, they're listening. Mm-hmm. What is that thing that you would say to either that new mom or someone walking through infertility that is like having this traumatic experience mm-hmm. and the enemy is just on them um, and they cannot see a way out? Yes. You know, what would you, what would you say? Um, I would say a few things. The first thing I would say is to ask the Lord. I would, I mean, in your quiet time, turn on some worship music or just sit in a room um, and ask him to show you like where he has shown up, even in your like delivery. If you had a rough delivery, ask him where he was, like where he showed his power that you may have not identified yet um, and just where he showed up for you. And then I think just... um allowing yourself to not be okay and to tell those people that you're not okay, but to also realize that this is not forever. Like that newborn mm-hmm. hard phase, no sleep. It is, it is not your forever. And I think it's easy to feel like it feels really daunting in the middle of the night. Like you're the only mom awake. You're not, you're not the only one. Mm-hmm. People have been doing it for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. um, and so just to remind yourself, you're not alone in it. It's just a phase. Um, find those friends and to just ask the Lord, where he was in that moment of your most pain, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think that's it. Hard. Yes. <laughs> Have the Lord just show you and reveal. Yeah. I know I'm prob I am for sure going to butcher this, but I've been reading Joshua. And so, um, you know, it's like after they are crossing and they enter the promised land and the Lord is asking them to grab their stones, you know, and find 12 stones. So you can remember of this is what the Lord has done. So you don't forget. And that is just like, it's like, Hey, find your stones. Totally. You know, and I love that. And ride on them. So you don't forget. So So that's a great reminder. And then just kind of going back to those puzzle pieces. I know you talked about it a little bit, but really, um, you know, how have those tough puzzle pieces helped you today? Um, You know, I think, to be honest, I really, other than infertility, I hadn't been through tough things. Uh, I mean, I had, but not like personally where it was like me sitting in it, having to like dig through it and uh, really process it. But I think once I, I give myself a little bit of credit for the strength the Lord gave me, but just to realize all that I walked through, Mm -hmm. because I had, I lost half my blood, had a transfusion. Then I had a breast abscess, IBS, a stomach ulcer. Like the, it just kept coming. Yeah. Um, and so I think for the Lord to just be like, you are stronger than you think. Um, and those pieces of pain have made me a stronger mother, um, which I didn't realize I needed, but I, I, I did need that because I'm, <laughs> I'm very sensitive and easy to like get emotional or like put things on myself that I wasn't designed to carry. So I think the Lord was trying to show me how strong I was. It was a rougher go than I thought, yeah. but mm-hmm. still he, he showed up and his goodness won and his, his like joy, my joy, like came back after I got through the harder things. Um, so just submitting yourself to feel and be re- replenished mm-hmm. after that hard stuff and to realize you need it to be replenished yeah. and that you can still come back. Like he'll still restore everything that you might've felt like the enemy had stolen and time you thought should have been more joyful, but he did. He has restored it in so many ways. Come on. So, so good. I feel like I'm rambling. No, that, that, <laughs> I, I just got so excited. Okay. Tell everybody really quick. How can I find you online? Cause oh, it's so fun to follow you yes. and to see your sweet daughter, but also you guys, she, Holly really is so great and just is always open to connecting with people, yes. especially if you are walking through infertility or pregnancy loss. And so how mm-hmm. can everybody find you? Um, I'm on Instagram. It's H Pjork. 
I'm private, but if you like, <laughs> if you request me and send me a message, I'll accept you. Just, you know, you got to watch out for the creepies. Um, so H-P-I-O-R-K on Instagram and then Holly Perkowski on Facebook. But um, Instagram's better, I feel like. I know. Instagram is my jam. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Yes. Also, I keep, I just got braces. So if y'all see those, I apologize. <laughs> They're on the bottom of my teeth. Um, but yeah, you Instagram, guys, find me. Yes. Holly, thank you so much for being yeah. on the show today. Yep. Appreciate you. Love you. You're a treasure. I know you're awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yep. Okay, you guys, thanks for tuning in to Purpose Beyond Motherhood. We will see you next week. Hey, friends. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. If you are enjoying our episodes and our show, do me a quick favor. Head over to where you listen to podcasts and give the show a rating and review. And also don't forget to subscribe because when you subscribe, more people are going to find out about our show. And that means we can make a larger impact for the kingdom and remind women that they are not alone in their career current season. Also, we are on Patreon. So I want you to head over there, subscribe, get a membership. And we have so many fun things. We've got exclusive episodes, merchandise, stickers, so many fun things. And so we would love for you to join us over at Patreon. And then don't forget to check out 1212ministries.org. See you guys next week.